Hey, since the last time we spoke was in 2022, first things first, happy new year. How exciting or anticlimactic, depending on your perspective on the whole thing. But I will say something does feel a little different about this new year. It feels like the first time in a while we get to think of a new year as its own thing. Like 2020 through 2022 were actually just all one long year and 2023 marks some sort of reset. I personally didn't make a list of resolutions, but on New Year's Eve, as I was getting into bed with the fries I'd bought on my way home from the bar, I did take a moment to think about the past three years. And honestly, the main thing that came to mind was, I don't know what I'd have done without technology. Because when I consider the devices I use every day, like my computer or my phone, if I zoom out for a second and actually look at them, like really see them for what they are, and connect them to all of the capabilities they have, I'm a little naively in awe, because somehow, this little metal thing lets me FaceTime my mom despite the 7,364 mile distance and body of water that is the Pacific Ocean that separates us. It's almost a miracle I hear her voice, let alone see her face as she putters around the kitchen making breakfast while I'm winding down for bed. So I suppose, given all this, it's a miracle any part of this show is possible, you know, with the two of us on opposite ends of the world and all. And while most times we call, the miracle continues, and we're able to record these episodes without any technical hiccups, this time we called, things cut out, and there I was, you know, little old me, with nothing but my freaking journalism and marketing degree, suddenly tasked with playing IT customer service. So let me set the scene for you real quick. It's late in the evening on my end, it's mid-morning for my mom, and we use Zoom to record these recipe conversations. And on my end, I've got my laptop, my mic, my headphones, and then she's set up with her iPad and headphones. Zoom cuts out, so I call her on WeChat to try and get her back into the meeting. Uh, did I lose you? Yes. Okay, just leave the, leave the meeting and try the link again. Okay. And in theory, it really should be as simple as clicking a link, right? In theory. Yeah. I don't understand what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but you know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> you know what? I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure what you're doing. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to hang up here. Try to see are you okay. So you just left the meeting. Try to join like click that link that I sent you earlier, okay? Well, we, if we're on WeChat at the same time, it's not going to work, okay? okay? So I'm going to hang up. Just okay. press that link. Okay, 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 okay. 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 Welcome back to Recipes for Life. This is a show about navigating your 20s told through learning family recipes. I'm your host, Nicole Basilino. And technical snafus aside, I am really excited for this episode because it's about a tradition I love. It's something that is both semi-passed down and something new that I started with a friend in college. It's an annual dumpling dinner to celebrate the Lunar New Year, featuring my mom's pork cabbage dumpling recipe. As always, the link to the recipe is on Substack, which is linked in the show notes. Okay. Story time. My junior year of college, a friend and I decided to host a dumpling making party to celebrate the Lunar New Year. He had a recipe for a veggie dumpling filling and I had my mom's pork cabbage filling and we decided we'd prep the filling ahead of time and then gather everyone to wrap the dumplings. It was February 2021, so 
still very much during the height of the pandemic. And this was still the time when people were hanging out in pods or really just with a select group of people. And I still remember how part of the invitation required me texting everyone to get their COVID tests because we were concerned that a nine-person dinner was somehow going to suddenly escalate to be some super spreader event, which saying now feels kind of bizarre, but I think it was the first event I'd had since March 2020 with more than like two or three people at a time, so something as simple as a dinner party felt like a really big deal, and I was living in a studio apartment at the time, so I hosted, and Things were very much set up to host just two people for a meal. You know, I had two forks, two spoons, two chopsticks, two bowls. You get the idea. And my kitchen table didn't even have proper chairs, just two benches. So I'm not exactly sure how, but that evening we managed to fit nine people in this kitchen, wrapping dumplings at the table and on the floor. It's fun, right? Because everybody can play with it, right? Yeah, it's a fun activity. Even they don't know how to make a dumpling, they just put the filling in the, you know, dumpling skin and seal. Yeah, well, we started doing all kinds of different shapes. Yes, my friends yes. taught everyone how to make them, and we were teaching, and then they're like, okay, let's like make a couple, and then they're like, well, can I try this? What if I did this, you know, or would it like have some fun? Yeah, yeah, with it, it? right, right, yeah. That's more important, you know. The end is like, it's fun to to make a food, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily it's perfect or not, right? Yeah, the process is more fun. I think we wrapped somewhere between 100 to 150 dumplings. And there was only one rule. You can make any shape. You just have to seal the dumplings enough so they don't fall apart in the water when you boil them. I have a Polaroid I took of that evening. And at the end of the night, after everyone had helped me clean up and gone home, I took the developed Polaroid and wrote on the back, Lunar New Year 2021, F the pandemic. And I suppose that was the moment I decided this should be an annual thing. I didn't grow up making dumplings for the Lunar New Year, and neither did mom. Dumplings are more of a northern Chinese tradition, whereas my mom, who grew up in the south of China, tended to celebrate with different dishes like steamed fish, hong sao rou, stir-fried rice cakes, and everything was always paired with rice. So when I asked her where she got this recipe from, she kind of just shrugged and explained that it's kind of just one of those recipes you wind up having. So instead, I asked what Lunar New Year celebrations were like for her growing up, and she told me about three memories. One, having no refrigerator. Two, big pockets for candy and eggs. And three, red envelopes under her pillow. Memory number one, not having a refrigerator. The Lunar New Year is traditionally celebrated over multiple days, and since it's a holiday that heavily revolves around food, preparations often began weeks in advance. Oh, for the Chinese New Year, they like prepare for like two, three weeks ago. They start prepare. Two or three weeks? Really? Yes. Yeah, they make different snacks, they clean the whole house. Mom and her family would travel from the city where they lived to her grandmother's house in the countryside to help with the preparations. It was an especially exciting time because you'd get to eat foods you might not normally get throughout the year. I really look for in that time, you know. So I can go and see just every family's like Everybody's happy. Every family prepare food, different food. You know, you don't used to see those things. You know, so it's fun. It was very fun. Also, they cook uh, lots of dishes. You know, like meat, meatball, 
红烧肉。This in that time we don't have a refrigerator, right? So uh, uh, we just put all the food on the table. Also, it won't go bad because the house is cold as outside. You know, it's I think <laughs> it's more cold. Sometimes it's a deal blow, so it's、uh, it's it's colder than refrigerator. So all the food, Nicole, all the food, all put on the table. So even like a even a week in advance. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They do. Ah, sell many things on the table. Morning buns called balzu were also prepared in bulk for breakfast and then stored wherever there was room. Basically, again because they didn't have a refrigerator, which in mom's case meant waking up next to buns every morning. They don't have a storage, you know, no refrigerator. Since they make like hundreds balls, you know. Yeah. So this is no place to put it, you know. They just put whatever. This empty space, so so I just I every year at that time they do it. I just put it next to my bed. They put all the buns next to your bed.、Uh, yeah, and how do you, you know, just you can smell this all the time. And I get tired. Oh, also, you know what? Also, I get tired of eating those things because every day. In breakfast, always all get heat up. Those ones after four, five, five days, I say, okay, that's really enough. <laughs> It's too much. I'm having them for breakfast. I'm waking up next to the buns. That's, yeah, that's the New Year thing. Every also, it's like, oh, that radish balls again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that must have been so hard. I feel like as a kid, you see all these dishes on the table like a week in advance, and you, you know can't what? eat it. I know. Oh, the you, you what? Okay. <laughs> the, the parents say, "Oh, wait until Chinese New Year we eat, right?" Yeah. So you wait, wait, wait until start Chinese New Year, right? So you can have like every like every day's holiday, right? Just just eat. eat. You don't feel like to eat it anymore because you see those things all the time. You put on the table. We we have a 年宝就是嗯什么叫年宝就过年的时候你感觉你已经饱我们叫年宝 Every year I had a 年宝知道吗年宝 is that feeling of the holiday season coming around and there just being so much abundance of food you no longer have an appetite for it. And that brings us to memory number two. Getting new clothes and hoping they had big pockets. The new year was also marked by new clothing, which back then was not as easy to get as placing an online order for Zara. But one thing stays the same: a gal loves big pockets because big pockets mean storage. And when you're a kid running around on New Year's, big pockets means more candy. So we used to make a big pocket. We both like. Ask parents. I wanted a big pocket. You wanted big pockets. Yeah. Why? Because just like you Halloween, right? You go to each house to ask for candy, right? Yeah. We are. We go to each door to say, "Oh, 拜年拜年，恭喜发财 Then usually they give you a 那种里面有给的 candy or 瓜子 or 花生 or 嗯、uh, 
Families would visit each other's houses to offer good luck wishes. And at this time, gifts were usually exchanged, which for kids meant getting things like sunflower seeds, peanuts, maybe candy, or this snack called jingguo, which I can only describe as deep fried dough, which is then coated in sugar, but it's not like a donut because it's crunchy, kind of like a cracker, but it's also not like a cracker because it's not like a saltine texture. And it's just, it, you know what, I'm going to work on that description and get back to you. Anyways. But for the parents, adults, if they visit friends or relatives, they used to, uh, they, they treat you, uh, how do you say? Jidan. Uh, eggs. Boiling. And boiled eggs. Scrambled eggs. Boiled eggs. Boiled eggs. That's sweetie. That's sweetie. Yeah, boil, boiled eggs. Yeah. They'd give you boiled eggs? Yeah. It's like, give me sangu. Three eggs per person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just after like two, three family visits, could you imagine how many eggs you eat? It's like <laughs> pretty crazy. <yeah. laughs> That's so fun though. So, so I think uh, um, during the Chinese New Year, just eat, you know, in my memory, you know, just, just every day you just feel like just eat. You know, you come to my house to eat, like, well, go to your house to eat, you know, 你请我,我请你. <laughs> That's it, you know. Memory number three, red packets under the pillow. In the new year, when I wake up, new year day. Yeah. Well, under my pillow, pillow, always have a little red bag. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Fifty renminbi, you know, fifty. Yeah, this comes out to around seven dollars, which, if you live in Manhattan, is the average price of an iced latte with oat milk and hazelnut syrup. Yeah, that was like that's not bad. Forty something over forty years ago, Nicole. Fifty, fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a kid, that feels like a, yes, yes. Yeah, that feels 20, like a lot of money. Twenty cents. I was brand new, 崭新的钱. You can smell the, the, the new 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 money. Yeah. Weidao, right? When you print, just print, you still can smell it, you know. So usually my grandpa that he wait until we all fall asleep. Yeah. Then he put it. So sometimes I just wait, right? When I go to bed, I say, I wanna wait, see you, you know. He puts the little red bag and then so you just never wait. You just mail I I can wait. I can you know, 我可以看到他, and 都是我睡觉了, 
you know, until I fall asleep. Yeah, you always fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. When she tells me these stories, I can't help but draw parallels to so many of the other holiday traditions I've celebrated. How the holiday season, basically from Thanksgiving through Christmas, leaves you so full you think you won't eat again until the new year. How on Halloween, we trick-or-treat, and as kids we always did our best to maximize the volume of our candy bags. How children wait up to try and catch Santa putting presents under the tree. There are shared experiences across cultures in the way we celebrate. And at the end of the day, everyone gathers in the kitchen. All, all, all together, I, I, I help too, you know, 炒瓜子,炒花生, you know. Just uh, everybody involved, you know, everybody's involved, yeah. Was that, was that when you lear- first learned how to cook? Uh, I think uh, I like to see, to see people to cook, you know. That's that's a start. Yeah, yeah. You liked being in the kitchen. Yeah, just uh, I I think I like see people. In cooking, the people, everyone in that holiday mood. You know, right? You know, they talking. Yeah. You know, that everything that you know, smell and you see, just everything. It's not just the you know, yeah. It's not just the food. Right? Yeah, I'm the same way. Just, uh, right? Like yeah, there's you... something really yeah, special yeah. where you have everyone over and you see how much fun they're having doing this activity of making food together and then you finish yeah. making the food and they're like, we made all of this? Like, this yeah. is all yeah. us? And it's like, yeah, now we get to sit down together and, and eat and have a good time. And it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's really cute. It's a nice way to bring people together. Yeah, you, these days... A lot of family and uh, they choose a restaurant to celebrate. They think uh, people are too busy. You know, they don't have time to cook. You know, it's a modern life. So they just say, okay, let's just choose the restaurant and get together to celebrate. People are just too busy to do those things, you know, it's all um, no time, I think. Mm. You know, when you're far away from home, I think you're probably more uh, traditional than you were in China, right? Yeah, I think so too. I think there's part of me that because I'm so in the U.S. and I have been for eight years now, right? Yes. I think there's part of me that's like, how can I, how can I make sure I don't lose that half of me? Yeah. You know. So, and I used to, I used to not be worried about losing it, but lately, I become more aware of how American I can be sometimes, and I get. Yeah. I'm thinking about it now of like, if if I'm ever gonna have kids. Yeah, you know, I want to be able to teach them this stuff because that would be a part of who mm-hmm. your culture. Part of yeah. food is a part of culture, right? So you, when you're away from that culture and then you miss that culture, then what are you gonna do? So usually you will make some food to remind me that uh, you know that part of culture, right? Yeah, usually like that. So uh, I do understand, but here. 
you know, since we were in China, so it's like it's like oh, okay, it's the Chinese in New Year. It's just people get together to to eat, not not like you, you know, you don't have we young Nicole. You know, when when I was in Chicago, just feel like I was a do the traditional way, you know, right? But here. Probably I will go with friends. Okay, let's pick the restaurant to have a dinner. You know, more casual, more casual way. But、uh, were you far away from that culture? Then you you realize I want exactly like you know the way I remembered. So you you do everything traditional way, right, Nicole? Is it? Yeah, you know. 所以就是 ，just don't worry。我我的意思就是说，有的时候你说，哦、oh, ，I'm from away， 呃，那个，但是 you feel more tradition。Yeah， right。Well， it's also it's just fun。My favorite memories of the dumpling dinners I've hosted aren't ever of the food itself. It's this one specific moment. It's always when I'm off to the side at the stove, watching the dumplings boil in the water, and in the background I can hear laughter. My friends chattering as they wrap the final dumplings. They poke fun at each other's clumsy hands, and someone asks, "Wait, how do I get started again? Is this too much filling? Can I see what you're doing?" And they cheer in surprise when someone manages to fold a new shape. There's someone singing softly along to the music playing, most likely a song they forgot they still remembered, because throwback tunes are always the best. And they rotate out one by one to join me by the stove, sometimes just to check on the status of the dumplings. And that's when we'll share a smirk that says, "I know, we're about to eat so good tonight." And other times they stay to chat, and they don't know this, but I really treasure the smaller conversations I get to have with them in the midst of everything else. At the time that I'm recording and publishing this, the third annual dumpling dinner is happening this weekend, and as I've been producing this episode. I've been thinking a lot about that first text conversation my friend and I had back in college when we planned the first dumpling dinner. How a question as simple as "Should we try to do something to celebrate?" has turned into something I get to look forward to each year, and how grateful I am that each time I've gotten to share the moment with a new group of people. We hadn't set out to create a tradition, and I don't think anyone ever does. It wasn't like "Let's do this thing and let's make it a thing every year," but it was so fun the first time that now it's become an annual thing. And I think that's the cool part about growing up. You know, whether you're passing down something taught to you or starting something from scratch, you get to choose what to share with those you love. Because tradition should never really feel like a burden or obligation. And now that you make the rules, you know they don't have to. So even if you don't celebrate the Lunar New Year, throw a little dumpling wrapping party anyways. There doesn't always have to be a reason to celebrate or gather for a good meal. Life is silly. And I think at the heart of a lot of traditions is simply, let's gather and celebrate being alive. Is that cheesy? It's definitely cheesy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rein it in. <laughs> Mom, my computer's about to die. Okay. Quite silly. Okay. This was fun though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's、uh, just save those things for yourself, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Or you know, it's、uh, it's good. All right, it's gonna die, and I need to still do stuff on the computer so that I can save everything. Okay, so I'm gonna go off really quickly. Bye bye. I love you. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Recipes for Life. As always, I'll link the recipe in the show notes. And now for our credits. <laughs> 
Recipes for Life is made possible with the support of Spotify SoundUp program. This episode features my mom. The show is produced by yours truly. Episodes come out every other Thursday. And with that, I will see you in two weeks. Bye. Oh, oh my gosh. And happy, happy Lunar New Year as well. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. One, two, three. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> you know, like a singer before the recording. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you sound pretty good. I think it's just because like the background noise is gone. I don't know what it was. I think it's okay. Um, and we're recording.